0: Hello and welcome to another edition of Shoe Geeks, hosted by Inside Running Podcast. Today is a very special edition because we're joined by two um, of Mizuno Running's most knowledgeable expert employees. Um, <laughs> firstly, we have uh, Susan um, Ayoko Suzuki. So, yes. welcome, Susan. Um, Thank you. I have I have here that you're the running footwear product designer for, at Mizuno?
1: Yes, yeah, I'm a product planner, yes, at Mizuno, yes. Okay,
0: great. Um, and we're also joined by uh, Shunzuki Aoi. Um, and Shunzuki, running footwear product designer also.
2: Yeah, so now <laughs> that, yeah. yeah. Um, so I am I'm, managing the, all
0: the planning team of running footwear. Oh, okay. So you are the yep. head honcho. Yep. Um, I might (laughs) just ask a little bit about your background Shunzuki if that's okay so how do you find yourself at Mizuno
2: yeah so this is my 14th years of Mizuno so this is my first company and I worked uh yeah uh long time in footwear department so first I joined uh the footwear department as the football Mm -hmm. planning designer yeah and so I made a lot of models for the uh, Football Soccer World Cup in the past. Yeah. And five years uh, before, five years yeah, ago, uh, I joined the running team.
0: Okay.
2: And so I made yeah, a lot of models uh, in the running category. And yeah, so this year we just launched a very 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 pro. Mm, yes.
0: Yeah, so um, you would have joined Shunzuki 2017, yep. the running the running team at Mizuno?
2: Uh, The 2000, yeah, 2018.
0: Yeah. 2018. And that was right when the Vaporfly just hit the market from Nike. So you were starting to see some changes.
2: Yeah. So when when I joined the running team, so the running market, especially for the speed category, has been changing dramatically. (laughs) Every single year, every single season, every single month. So we see... We saw the uh, updated technology from mm. each of the brands, so that was a very uh, interesting situation yeah. for me.
0: <laughs> yeah, and um, you did you have a lead role on uh, designing the Rebellion Pro?
2: Yeah, I'm not the designer, so I'm the planner. So I cannot draw the design, but so I lead the product team, so including designer and the developer and some other yeah, team members.
0: Okay. Okay. So um, the the concept of the Rebellion Pro, how did that, how was that developed? Um, was it one particular idea that someone had?
2: Yeah, that's right. So when we started the Rebellion Pro development project, so as I said, so the speed market is changing every day. Mm-hmm. And we started this development from scratch. This is not the not the updating model based on the previous model product. So this is a full total renewal product. Yes, we started from scratch, and uh, after a lot of discussion, so we found that right weight, uh, good fitting, and the uh, strong energy return is very important for the speed mm-hmm. runner today. But if we focus on that sleeve element, that new super species from Mizuno will be very similar to other computers. Yeah. Then uh, we were seeking something different from competitors. Mm-hmm. Of course, that is important for our uh, runners. Yeah, then uh, one day, the one of the developer member brought this spike, spring spike, uh, into the meeting room. Then he was a good runner was an elite rubber runner and when he runs 5k in the track surface and the road surface same distance but different running experience yeah then the time was uh, faster on the track surface of course a different surface uh different uh the direction the role of a curve or cycle or and just going straight or something, yeah. but the biggest difference was a spike or running shoes. Yeah. Then, uh, so now, as you can see in the behind of my screen, so we have a great history in, uh, track and field spike. Mm-hmm. So we have a lot of expert. We have a lot of know-how regarding how to run fast and short distance. So uh, we thought so there are a big uh, chance opportunity to create their first running shoes based on track and field spike. That was a uh, yeah the beginning of this uh, new shoes. Interesting,
3: yeah. Mm. That's that's really interesting. I, I had um, <clears throat> I think what what struck me and 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 everyone that sort of saw this shoe uh floating around the internet before we got it finally got a pair which was great to to get a pair to try but was the um the geometry the the um the the midsole with that really beveled Mm. rear foot Um, which which i can say is some models have very subtle versions of this but nothing like this um is is this what you're talking about with trying to get this distance shoe more like a track spike spike with getting people onto the forefoot.
2: Yeah, so actually the geometry of the shoe of Web Rebellion Pro is very unique and uh, different from other uh, super shoes. So actually the form, the shape of this shoe is coming from this. Mm-hmm. This geometry is coming from track and field spike yeah basically yeah and we added this foam material and the, the truck and the spike this is Nivarium pro yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we created this shoe not from the running shoes construction so this is a a, a cushioned type of sprint spike so we can yeah. call this like this and yeah and probably that how to cut the heel was what we considered a lot about this development so we created a lot of uh, prototype sample like uh this this is a very first stage of variant pro so this kind of things yeah that's very cool yeah this was too aggressive yeah, <laughs> yeah. So we brought, how, how did
3: how did you determine it was too aggressive? Is so did you what what percentage of your um development came from uh, runner feedback? Uh, yeah, subjective runner feedback versus um, lab results. Like, did you do any running economy testing?
2: Yeah. So we do everything. Yeah. So running economy test and the route test and of course the runner feedback is very important. So. We Mizuno, uh, we are contracting to the uh, many uh, elite university runners in Japan, and I brought the sample to uh, them. So I got the feedback from uh, over more hundred, or uh, yeah, one fifty elite runners regarding these kind of sample, and of course I got a lot of feedback from the overseas runners. Then, so when I brought this sample to the runners, they. yeah we're surprised with uh this shape and actually uh we can we can get the weight saving with this yeah construction but that was too aggressive for them so not stable and uh, something too different from the running shoes then we update it uh like this or <laughs> This is the, probably this is the second stage sample. Still mm. separate for mm. and mid Yeah. So different from the final version. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. This was cutting at the geometry is probably almost same as the final version, but still cut out it. And the mid and the rattler side is also kept. Mm. So this was, yeah, some run, uh, afraid very good feedback on this, but some runners felt a little bit unnatural feeling when the landing phase, because the most of the runners run from the lateral side and go to major side. Hmm. Then, so we finally brought this shape as a final shape, but actually we made 15 type of uh, sample wow. to yeah uh, reach out to the final version. So this was a little bit, yeah, not a little bit. This was a, yeah, bit different with uh, our standard development process. But yeah, we know this is special model. So now speed market is very important for running market. So that was a reason why we invested a lot and spent a lot of time of development. During the feedback testing,
0: did you find that Runners with a specific gait pattern or, a, uh, say, a midfoot strike versus a rearfoot strike gave mm. better feedback about the shoe? Did, did one category like the shoe mm-hmm. more than others?
2: Yeah. Actually, uh, we got the feedback from not only from the forefoot and the midfoot strikers, also, but also the heel strikers. Mm-hmm. And from the heel strikers, some of them got good feedback on this geometry. So they usually hit the ground, the front the heel, but with this shoe, their uh, foot angle will be fairly uh, arranged like this. Then uh, they feel smooth, natural geometry and uh, running and the kicking phase. But mm-hmm. some very uh, aggressive, too much heel strike this is not uh, natural, yeah. some heel striker good comes heel striker bad. That, so this time we focused on uh, basically on forefoot and the midfoot runner and some of the heel striker.
0: When, um, when you mentioned that some of the heel strikers transition a little bit further forward, yeah. was, there, was there any uh, risk to, to loading the calf or Achilles more for that runner?
2: Yeah, the, there are some feedback, so some uh, felt good uh, experience, only short distance. That's some felt good experience, uh, even if it is wrong distance. And basically our geometry is made for saving energy. Yeah. So when run around on the ground, so, uh, usually we have the space, between the shoe bottom and ground because like this yeah yeah but so we filled this space with missile material that is our new geometry so this is coming from track and field spike and at the sprint race we use starting block on the start so we have starting block on this shoe always have starting rock, and this starting rock is not made with metal made with very soft and responsive material yeah so every step we can feel starting rock made with burnsy material then uh actually we can save the car must road at least 16 percent wow. this is calculated with our laboratory so we can save the calf muscle road with this starting block. Yeah. Then uh, save the energy. So the sprint runners can use that saved energy for their final sprint at the Marathon race. Yeah, that is a yeah benefit for using this shoe and the Marathon race. I've got, I have to okay. say that was... I was going to yeah. say that was the
3: biggest surprise I had when I first put this shoe on, was expecting it to... Mm-hmm. Um, really work my calf and Achilles, um, but as soon as I started running it, I could feel that um, it wasn't going to be the case. And I think it is because of just how, like you're saying, filling in that gap, filling in the mid that uh, mid foot region uh, with so much so much foam. You can feel it.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I've got the seamless experience. I currently do workouts in all sorts of super shoes and. Almost without fail, I get sore calves after a, a hard session, except with this shoe. It's the only
3: shoe that I don't get calf soreness with. It's Runners like, um, a lot of runners are a bit nerdy. They like stats. Do you, do you have any um, stats for us in regards to um, the percentage improvements either against economy versus your previous racing shoes or other market-leading Shoes for this this rebellion pro versus others for running economy.
2: Yeah, the regarding running economy, so we uh, did the test with our previous model, and I uh, cannot mention the specific percentage, but so we found that improved uh, running economy with uh, this shoe. And actually, yeah. the yeah, so the feedback on runness. So once they use this shoe for uh one month for their speed training so after that so when we switch the shoes to the normal version so they feel a bit, huge uh car road hmm. so that is uh yeah uh the yeah one of the feedback i got the uh, some runners so anyway the yeah saving energy of car commerce road make yeah. a big difference and their running experience
0: What's the um What's the fastest marathon that someone's run this in this so far?
2: Ah, uh, so far not world record, <laughs> <laughs> not yet, unfortunately. <laughs> but now, uh, of athletes are planning to, yeah, preparing for their next race. Mm. So in Japan, so now it's a uh, marathon race season. So we have Osaka marathon in next. Uh, yeah end of next month and the yeah. Tokyo Marathon and the March, so probably for some of the runners we use these shoes at mm. the marathon and we hope we can see yeah new record yeah <laughs> personal best and national record and uh,
0: yeah
2: <laughs> the
0: um the feedback that we've had in store because I own a running store with this shoe, <laughs> we just released the shoe or. Oh not long, a few days ago, and um, it's, it's, it fits quite short. Have you had that uh, feedback
2: globally? Yeah, the, that's globally, yeah. yeah. So, I go feedback yeah, over more hand or uh, more uh, age-runners, and 40% or, yeah, about 50% runner will really be size-up. Half, yeah. half size up. Yeah. Yeah. So this is yeah, coming from this one. The truck, yeah. truck spring spike is a little bit shorter and a tighter fitting. So yeah. based on this shoe, we made uh, this shoe. That is a yeah, reason why the sizing is a little bit shorter. But uh, now we are, are making rebellion pro next version in the future season. In the future season, we will improve the size for <laughs> the usual running shoes
0: yeah
2: okay what other little changes are you making to the new one yeah new one uh one thing i can say is more aggressive oh yes a different degree different different cut yeah that kind of so yeah as you can imagine from the world of aggressive (laughs) yeah
0: yeah Yeah. fair enough (laughs) (laughs) um do you have plans on making a lower stack version of this shoe for shorter distance?
2: Yeah, the our plan, so that's one of the options. And uh, smooth speed assist technology, so we call this efficient geometry. So mm-hmm. we will use, we will utilize this new technology for the some several type of running shoes. And next year, so we are planning to use a little bit uh slower pace version mm. yeah this is made for the mainly for uh high-speed training and the high-speed race but yeah. so we can make it for the longer distance a little bit yeah uh run, the kinds of uh sure. training version yeah and uh in the future season yeah uh, we have a lot of variation the options of this technology that lower stack version is one of the options, but yeah, some other options are working in our yeah, headquarters and the laboratory.
3: Well, will we see um, a, are you working on currently a, a distance running spike with this sort of technology?
2: Yeah, uh, that's right. So distance uh, running spike is very important category for the elite athletes. So now we are working on that. Do you have one
3: out? Do you have one out at the moment or is it still in development? Uh in development. In terms of with the speed yeah. assist and the, the newer phones and that sort of yeah. stuff. That's right.
0: Okay. Tom, any more questions for Shinzuki about the uh about the Rebellion Pro? Uh
3: no, no, that's good. We've got a good rundown. Yeah. I think
0: so. Interesting to hear yeah. the um to hear all the lab stuff, um, I'll be at a soccer marathon wearing a pair of these next month.
2: Yep. Thank you. Uh, are you we expect one record or something new. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not by <laughs> me. To break the Australian record, yeah, you? Is, yeah. for <laughs> you. <laughs> I
0: won't be. Everyone has a possibility. <laughs> <laughs> no remits. <laughs> uh, all right. Yeah. Um, Thank you, Shunzuki. Let's yeah. have a chat with, with Susan. So, okay. um, Susan, would you mind just giving us a little bit of a, a rundown on your background with, in footwear and with Mizuno? Okay.
1: okay. Yeah. Uh, the Mizuno is my first company, same as Shunzuki. And uh, this is actually typical for Japanese <laughs> culture. And uh, yes, yeah, so my actual name is Ayako Suzuki. But uh, Ayako is really hard to pronounce for English speakers, <laughs> so I have my own nickname, which is Susan, coming yeah. from Suzuki. So that's why I have a name on okay. Susan in front of my name. Yeah, and uh, I've been working for Mizuno almost like a 13 years right now. Then uh, in footwear, running footwear, uh, it's been over uh, seven years right now. Yes, and uh, before that, I uh, learned. Uh, Running culture in the United States for two years uh, inside of Mizuno. Then I come back to Osaka, then uh, start uh, my current job. And then now I'm in charge of uh, uh, like a training sh- footwear, like a rider-inspired. Those mm. shoes globally, yes.
0: Yeah. It's interesting. They're the, the core range, I guess, are they? They're the Mizuno rider-inspired, what we know Mizuno from.
1: They've been around so long. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, the first Ryder launched in nineteen ninety seven, and uh, yeah. yeah, we kept the model for uh, over uh, two two decades. Right now, yeah. yeah, yeah, actually quarter century.
0: Yes. Okay. Um, and when you when you came onto the the projects, the Inspire and Rider, what were the directions? What was the direction um, that the brand wanted to to make with those shoes?
1: Yeah, um, so Rider and Inspire are uh, the very important model for us, of course, and uh, that the model, we embody our, our philosophy of the running, which is a smooth running experience. So we always focus on the transition from heel to toe, very smooth transition. That's what we want to deliver with the people, uh, with the mm-hmm. running shoe. Yeah, so that's the always the most important thing with our shoe. And how to improve the experience—that um, transition experience—is the always the challenge for us, and that's what we are working on for every season.
0: It's it's interesting you say that because in in store we get to put the shoe on a lot of different people every day, and and perhaps one of the the criticisms of those shoes in the past has been they a little bit slappy because of the that, the firm, stiff plate. Um,
4: mm-hmm.
0: But the new versions, they're the best they've ever performed in-store, uh, like by a mile. They're one of our biggest shoes now in the store. Uh, mm-hmm. it's, we, we stock multiple widths, multiple colours, and it's, it's probably been the biggest um, contrast from one model to another. So we're certainly... Enjoying the the Rider and Inspire, the Rider 26 and the Inspire 19. And um, what do you credit that success to?
1: Um. Okay. Uh, the firstly, uh, we always uh, listen to the tester's voice, the feedback, and uh, yeah, we always do um, the best we can do with the season, and. Uh, the last few seasons, we launched a new material, which is Mizuno energy, the soft and more um, <laughs> uh, rebound material. So how we combine with the weight plate is the challenge and uh, that's the key of the product. So um, yeah, we spent almost like a two years to develop the shoe and uh, you know, the rider and Inspire, we don't change the concept much, but uh, we need a lot of uh, improvement during this, this development session, and how to make it more more smoother is the always uh, the effort we're working on.
3: Right. So, Susan, we see um, it seems like across the mark the market, there's um, a lot of brands are softening softening their their shoes. The midsoles are becoming softer, um, and we're seeing. Different ways as well. The brands are um, using stability elements in their shoes. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. How how is Mizuno? How, how have you um, uh, balanced that trade off between softness and stability in these models?
1: Okay, yeah. Uh, so because our shoes, the most iconic uh, function is and the component is a weight plate, and that's what it, our make what's uh, our shoe more unique compared to the others. And, uh, you know, um, by reinforcing the weight plate, changing the shapes or the thickness, uh, we can uh, add more support to the shoe. So by, we can um, soften the shoe with uh, new forms, but uh, we can adjust the stability element with the weight plate. So um, talking about the right on 26, uh, we changed the web plate, and we added more uh, like a 3D geometries midfoot area to reinforce the, the web plate, uh, the stability. Also we raised uh, like those shells, height of the shells, a little more, to make it the shoe more supportive. So mm-hmm. we try to see the balance of the cushion and the stability. Yeah. Yeah, so that's been mm-hmm. important for us
0: because we, we see the brands come out and even what we consider their safe or mileage shoes are becoming very flexible, very soft, maybe only last 400 kilometres before they're very compressed. So uh, mm-hmm. it's still important not to get too carried away with that and that's maybe why the rider is so good. Like it's soft but it's not. it's still
3: torsionally rigid. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. We, we like it. I'll be interested <laughs> so in in your thoughts on um because I'm a podiatrist so I see um I see lots of injured runners coming into the clinic and um mm-hmm. rightly or wrongly um a lot of them may attribute um either the cause or, or to fix um an injury that they may have had. Um mm-hmm. and historically it seems like running shoe brands have focused on reducing running injuries via their footwear models. Mm -hmm. Is Mizuno still kind of really um, focused? Is that a big sort of, um, is it more about the experience or is there still a big focus on trying to reduce like running injury risk with, with these training models?
1: Uh, That's actually a good question. So, you know, the market market is changing at this moment and uh, you know, some people believe the feeling is more important than the biomechanical element. But, uh, you know, in the reality, you know, runners still get injured uh, with the training. So we are still see, we are trying to see the balance of those two elements. So now we are testing both and uh, yeah, we we want to uh, fulfill those two elements together. So we also check in the biomechanical point and also uh, checking the runner's actual feel of the shoe. Yeah, that's, that's, right. that's right now. Yeah. No, that's good, that makes
3: sense. Yeah, it's a bit of both. Is, is there anything particularly that you look for with the biomechanics um, that you can give insight to with, with what you might look for with trying to minimize injury risk?
1: Um, yeah, uh, still the, like a pronation stability um, thing is uh very important for sure. I think you know it's um, very old thing but uh, you know people still believe it might affect to the running injury so those tests are uh, we always do with the new product testing so we put a lot of markers on the body and uh, measure the like a 3d uh, movement of the body and how we our shoe and the knee rotate uh, when people run, so that's uh, yeah. we always check and see that we yeah. our body move uh, work properly with the new shoe. Yeah. yeah, cool.
0: Mizuno seems to not get sucked too far into the trends. I can't remember mm-hmm. a minimal shoe during the craze ten years ago from Mizuno. Yeah um Mm. and i haven't seen any of the maximal hawker style like big rockers either uh Mm. do these do these concepts get discussed by mizuno in meetings or do we just stick to the the values of the brand and the traditional concepts
1: uh yeah we always see the market what's going on in the market so actually we launched a little bit of the minimal shoe before
4: uh, yeah
1: (laughs) <laughs> and, yeah, and uh, we always um, check the the shoe from the other brands as well, yeah. and uh, we always seek the opportunity. But uh, we always come back to uh, what our brand wants to achieve with our shoe. So the smoothness is always the key of our brand. So we always bring the topics from the market, the discuss, and which way we should go, and. Uh, yeah maybe we're a little bit conservative but the, that's after the the discussion always and yeah. uh yeah we reached to that, that decision
0: yeah i think that's why we like uh mizuno is it's we know what we're going to get um from a mizuno shoe generally speaking whereas some other brands change things so quickly there's no consistency model to model um mm-hmm. and so it's hard to keep a loyal customer but the rider like Mizuno customer in our store is probably the most loyal customer of any brand that we have. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, so just one more thing As when we've visited Japan in the past, we see a lot of runners training almost like old school racing flats that are very low stack. And we see on the start line, these tiny little racing flats that we've never really seen in our country before. Um, <laughs> is that still the trend, even with the, 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 the super shoe era? Is it still a trend for the, the Japanese runners to wear the low profile shoes?
1: Maybe that's the yeah, situation. basically the situation, the situation
2: has changed in this yeah. Uh, yeah three or five years. So the before, so Japanese, which runners wrap the specific, very seen so and the right way, and the fitting so like barefoot that yeah. now yeah uh that they uh, failed to the benefit from the sick missile and improvement uh, material so now the yeah situation has totally changed but yeah. now uh the top of the top of the streets is using the mixing first type of the shoes mm-hmm. therefore race day they use the sick Racing shoes to get the benefit from the uh, <clears throat> thick new missile material, more bouncy and proper there forward. But for their training thing, so sometimes they use the same missile version to uh, train themselves. So sometimes, so too much benefit for every day is not good for the training purpose.
3: Mm. Mm.
2: So yeah, now they are using mixing type of uh, shoes. Several types it's very the, yeah training.
3: Very interesting. It's very interesting yeah. because I, I was thinking to myself the other day while I was jogging to my session in my low-profile trainer with my big extra-thick uh, session racing shoe, and it was the opposite of what I used to do—jogging in the thick shoe and then and then session uh, fast in the thin shoe. So it's um it's almost gone the other way around, and I yeah I like that. I like still doing the variety, but now, yeah, it seems like in Japan and I'm kind of doing that as well, a little bit uh, uh, in, in that way. It's, it's good. Variety is good, I think. Yeah.
2: For recovery they they use max cushion shoes and for the usual training, the SIM miso and uh, speech training and race day, the sick miso. Yeah. That is a uh, year now, yeah, the standard.
0: Type of use of the stream. Yeah. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. Tom, do you have any more questions for Shunzuki or Susan?
3: Um, I don't think so. I'll probably, have a, I'll probably think of something once we finish the call, but no, I, I really appreciate um, you guys chatting to us. Um, you're very um, generous with your time and, and information. That was, that was really good. Don't think I have anything else.
1: Thank you so much for your invitation.
3: Yeah. <laughs>
2: It's a good opportunity for us.
3: I look forward yeah. to seeing the more the more aggressive Rebellion
2: Pro. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Please please keep it secret. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just say <All> right.
0: aggressive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Thank you so much. Thank, Thank you. you.